0: I have to consent. I've consented. (gasps) Oh
1: boy. Here we go, Mary.
0: Oh, we're back.
1: (laughs) It's season four of the Melrose Place cast, everybody.
0: Oh my God. Are we going to get sued?
1: Uh, No, no. This is a parody podcast. So we're not going to get sued. And as a reminder to everybody going into season four, if you're still with us, this is not a parody podcast. I'm sorry, not a recap podcast. It is a parody podcast.
0: Yeah. What are we parodying?
1: (laughs) Anything that would get us sued.
0: Okay, great. Okay. So season four. Oh my God. I just can't wait to get started. I mean, we left with such a cliffhanger.
1: The actual bombing.
0: Is there a bombing? I don't know yet. There
1: was a bombing, Mary. We saw Kimberly press the button.
0: I didn't see anything explode.
1: And as... No, yes, we did. Because as we determined, the Lifetime movie... Of Melrose Place was canon. You saw the bombing. Kimberly is floating in the pool. Oh, boy. So that's official. And you know what else I'm so excited about? Darren Star. Thank God he's gone and off oh. to Jersey or wherever.
0: Wherever he went.
1: You know, like, up by where Sully landed that airplane.
0: Oh, those geese were a real problem.
1: They were a real problem. So with Darren's... Darren's... Star? Star? Darren Star. Did I say Darren spelling? You almost did. They
0: wrong with Aaron spelling.
1: So. out of here, we got we, we, we got a good 12 characters on the credit scene. That's more than there's ever been.
0: That's crazy. This intro is getting a little long. I think we should get started.
1: <laughs> I got so lost. Anyway, season 4 of the Meadow's place cast begins right now. Thank God.
0: Hello and welcome to the Melrose PlaceCast. Today we're talking about Season
1: 4, Episode
0: 12, Kimberly Does LA. Hi, Mary.
1: (laughs) I'm Tej, and uh, I think this was a slut-shaming episode.
0: Boy, oh boy, did they ever. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Really weird. (laughs) It was very strange.
1: (laughs) Do you know, and this is a second week in a row where the episode title is about Kimberly.
0: I guess it is. Yeah, I hadn't noticed that. Yeah. Well, good for her. She's moving out up in the world. She's on the radio. She's getting episodes named after her.
1: More evidence to our theory that it was not the arrival of Amanda that spiced up Melrose Place, but the arrival of Kimberly.
0: Oh, agreed. Agreed.
1: i a enthusiastic agreement. And listen, if me and you agree on something about Melrose Place, maybe. Uh,
0: Stop right
1: now (laughs) we are we are the two right we're the we're the only two that remember that matt uh has two professional master's degrees
0: god now he's working at shooters
1: like a hoe
0: (laughs) well not like kimberly but
1: (laughs) mary i i you're not gonna believe what happened this week what with with melrose place it is so clear i don't even think you're i Normally, in season four, you've been feeling sorry for me needing to come up with arguments. This week, I feel sorry for you. I don't know how you're going to do it. This whole episode was a tome about everything old is new again. Past is prologue. How do you look to the future? You look to the past. Those that don't know their history are doomed to repeat it. It just kept coming up as a theme.
0: I guess it kind of did. Sort of it,
1: yeah <laughs> so uh can I can I give you my uh my three quotes?
0: Oh yes, please, please please, please.
1: They get progressively stronger as we go go forward, right?
0: Well, that's good, that's better than progressively weaker.
1: yeah, so the first quote was, "I thought I'd never see you again oh, okay all right The second quote is. You're thinking about her, aren't you?
0: Oh, wow. Jealous women, am I right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, ladies.
0: Ladies, am I right?
1: (laughs) And then the third quote. They say that when you're lonely, you find comfort in the past. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, art, 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 art. (laughs) Arts, artists everywhere.
0: Oh, boy, oh, boy.
1: Oh boy! Let me just let me just begin. Let me just begin. Please. This this streamlined, not streamlined. This is going to be a long episode. This winding tale.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Of artistic endeavors. That is Melbourne's Place season four, episode twelve. We're we're in the the second third of the season.
0: That doesn't sound like that much.
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't. As soon as I was saying that, I was like, I got to back off on this, but it's too late. All right. So. Uh, Jack Parisi, named after Jack Kennedy, who faced an untimely demise, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. he's dead. And we know this because he had a closed casket funeral because his contract was up. Rest in peace. But we know it was him and it was a funeral because of the little sandwich board sign that had the little letters plugged into the felt rope.
0: Otherwise, you couldn't know for sure.
1: You never know. Yeah. Uh, anyway turns out his brother Bobby, also named after a Kennedy, also who met an untimely demise, but whose son is now running for president of the United States of America. Oh
0: boy, that one. Hey.
1: Bobby Kennedy Jr. in what can listen, are the Kennedys Frankensteins? I guess because as we know, JFK Jr. is still alive, right? Mm-hmm. He faked his death in the 90s and now he's running QAnon. God, he really can keeps- I'll send you the video, Mary. It's very convincing.
0: <laughs> Please, I look forward to that.
1: Yeah. Anyway, but uh, so JFK Jr. is alive. But now RFK Jr. is running for pre- president as an independent. He started the Republicans, like Steve Bannon and as such, gave him a bunch of money to run as a Democrat to mess with Joe Biden. Oh. And in a, in a whole situation to be careful what you wish for, he caught fire with the anti vax nut jobs. Oh boy. And now he's running as an independent. And they're like, no, 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 no. Oh, shit. What do we do now?
0: <laughs> you make your bed, you're lying, it, as my mother says.
1: Yeah. With what accent is that?
0: Uh, a little bit Caroline Manzo.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, it, your mother doesn't have that accent.
0: Yeah, but it's fun to talk like Caroline Manzo.
1: Okay. All right. Anyway. Uh, so Bobby went and single-handedly won the Gulf War.
0: Yeah, he's like basically. You heard of Storm and Norman, but it was really all just Bobby.
1: Jobby Bobby? uh, uh, Lobby. Yeah, he was lobbing grenades. Lobbing Bobby. Yeah.
0: Bobby, kablooey.
1: (laughs) You know what they say about lobbing Bobby, you know? Oh oh boy. (laughs) Anyway, we know Bobby's killed. Uh, That's discussed. Uh, He makes, uh, he essentially calls his lawyer a pencil necked geek, like he's that wrestler.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And his dad requires that he murder Amanda Woodward.
0: Why are daddies always making people kill people on this show?
1: No, a better question. Daddy gave Bobby a picture of Amanda Woodward and said, This is a photo of her from a week ago, which is clearly, (laughs) clearly 10 years old at least.
0: Yeah, and like. A candid shot of her opening presents. Like, when would she have been opening presents in the last week? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah.
1: When was she, in the last week on the show, when was she in such a lighthearted, jovial mood? <laughs>
0: she's had a rough
1: go of it lately. Yeah. And, not. and here's the other thing. Was it hard to come by pictures of Heather Locklear at the time?
0: I would say probably not, either personally or professionally. I feel like no. th- the market was flooded.
1: Not only that. There's cameras on that set. They could they could have just took one.
0: <laughs> or just do like they normally do and use one of their headshots.
1: <laughs> I, <really laughs> I would... Maybe, you, shrine to Michael. maybe we should give them credit for not doing that, actually.
0: One of my fondest memories of this show, and there aren't that many, but one of them is when Kimberly had her shrine to Michael when she wanted to kill him and it was all of <laughs> his headshots from the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was so lazy of the show it was great
1: (laughs) well they didn't make that mistake twice anyway (laughs) so bobby apparently needed a picture of his sister-in-law to know what she looked like so we're to assume in this very close tight family he wasn't at jack parisi's wedding
0: you know what would have been funnier And, like, if this were a show that I were writing, what I would have done, instead of giving him that picture, I would have handed him that portrait that used to hang in the house and, like, make him carry it around. (laughs) (laughs) Just like this.
1: (laughs) Go find this, bitch. Get her. Okay. Anyway, so Bobby's sent to kill Amanda Woodward. Uh, He promises he's going to take care of her. He's following her with a gun. She crashes.
0: This was a laugh out loud moment. I had a great time.
1: <laughs> she crashes into a parked bike because she's looking at Peter's house.
0: Yeah, she was snooping. She was doing a drive by. So
1: she she, she bumps a bike over. Is what happens.
0: Like a motorcycle. It's like a motorcycle. to
1: which she needs a tow truck.
0: Was she jacked up her tire pretty good? Like when they
1: no Mary. listen, an abandoned ad. I'm not using it, but it was going to be Peter Burns towing, and for like. <laughs> Listen, listen, do you, you got bug splatter on your windshield? We'll tow for you. <laughs> right? Just all these ridiculous reasons. She did not need a tow. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, Bobby's supposed to kill her. Amanda's having on again, off again with Peter. She, you know, pushing him away, pulling him over, pushing him away, pulling him in. Anyway, they're, they're on again. And... She gets a knock on the door at the end of the episode at the end of the night. She thinks it's Peter, but it's Bobby and she yells at him, says you bastard or something like that and she slaps him and then she starts hitting him and he grabs her and he's trying to hold her and then she starts crying and she says I thought I'd never see you again which raises the question for all of us why the fuck did Bobby need a picture (laughs) of Amanda Woodward to know who he was?
0: Uh, It really didn't make a whole lot of sense.
1: I, I don't think. Listen, when Melrose Place sends their writers, they're not sending their best. They're rapists and criminals, and some I assume are good people.
0: So I mean, forgive me if I'm reading into this. So there was that scene after Peter and a man after okay after she crashes her car at by his, his house, and they go to dinner, and mm-hmm. he's like, "I want you to talk more about your painful past," which is just it's weird, <laughs> weird small talk. And
1: yeah maybe begin with the doctor that, that gave me appendicitis and tried to steal my kidney.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I don't trust men um, <laughs> and then she's like he's like you, you have to trust me. you need to tell me more just not when you're not only when you're in the mood to talk, you have to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And she's like he's like, who hurt you? Was it Jack? You bitch. He says, was it Jack And she goes no, there was someone before him that I also loved very much. I opened up to someone who threw me away, and then I married Jack. Uh Are they implying that Bobby Uh was that guy?
1: Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: Okay, I feel smart again.
1: I mean, I'm sorry. I don't mean to undercut. I'm glad you're having this moment of self-esteem, but that was the most (laughs) ham-handed, hit you over the head, (laughs) roll-your-eyes-backwards moment of, like, oh, shit, we didn't write a proper storyline. Here, here. Let's just make it right.
0: What a weird... This whole thing is so weird. Like, even, like, take out the part that she faked her death. Ignore that. Ignore that completely. That this ex-husband named after one of the Kennedys showed up in the first place, and <sighs> she flipped him yeah. on the balcony, and now his brother is here, and she also...
1: <laughs> named after the part? other Kennedy. Like, yeah.
0: also, these, the, this family that she had married into, they, they seem like fairly argumentative, combative people. Are we really uh-huh. to believe that she went out with one of the brothers and then married the other and there was no bad blood between these people? <laughs> like,
1: I don't know. Well, and that, they, that her, her and Bobby were so in love that she'd be so angry that she would feel thrown away. That one, she'd run to his brother. But two, that the family didn't know that she had been with Bobby before.
0: You know, this is reminding me of the Manzos again and how Caroline oh, and Dina were married Christ. to the Manzo brothers and that uh-huh. created bad uh-huh. blood when things went down with the business and then one of when when Dina's ex-husband put out a hit on her new husband these people could put out a hit on Amanda they already did they sent him though instead of hiring a proper hitman
1: jesus christ you just ended up you just you just fell into their trap you just you just wrote that you just stumbled into their storyline which we're criticizing
0: wait the Manzo storyline or the show storyline
1: you just said they could put out a hit on Amanda. Oh they already did. Like like <laughs> that's this is not a good idea. This is a bad storyline. I, I we're talking
0: about it. So
1: well, yes, because it's <laughs> art, as as we were saying. So everything old is new again. Um I thought I'd never see you again. Now, Mary, you know me. You know my relationship history. And I think you know why this would resonate so deeply with me, but I'm not sure all of our listeners do, I, but, oh, go ahead.
0: I, no, please carry on. I'd like to know where this is yes.
1: going. <laughs> so here's, here's what's happened. I'm currently married. I, I always been a devout believer in the institution of marriage. Mm-hmm. So the record so shows, before. yeah. Let the re- <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, when I graduated high school, I started dating someone. We dated for three years, broke up went our separate ways. I ended up getting married to someone else, having a child. And then we got married several times, actually, uh, legally and illegally because of same-sex marriage laws. But then got divorced, moved back home like I'm in Hope Floats and ended up back with my high school boyfriend who I'm now married to and so happy.
0: I can just, I can tell the happiness. I know how you love being married.
1: Okay, I don't, I don't appreciate, I'm not being sarcastic about that, <laughs> that part. I, I, I'm not willing to entertain that anymore. But the, the, the sense of like, I, when Bobby walked into Amanda's apartment, there, it reminded me of this moment when, when Derek and I were first kind of getting reacquainted, where I walked into his apartment and it felt like, oh, you're not supposed to be here, right? Like it just felt so out of place um and it, it felt like going back in time and and that's what bobby did when he walked into amanda's place he just showed up where he didn't belong And amanda's reaction of i have to hit this bastard one checks out because she did kill his brother and <laughs> and two it just felt like yes what melrose place is surfacing is the the depth of the human emotional condition that try as you might you will not rid yourself of those deep feelings of longing and love. It's it's really actually the the sweetest tale.
0: I don't know. I think you, I think you can rid yourself of that. <laughs> I've been doing a great job at it.
1: <laughs> well, Mary, I cede the ground to you then.
0: Oh wow! I got the ground, bitches. Well, mm. all right. will I'll, I'll I'll go ahead then what's the deal with the laptop? And I'm saying that like Seinfeld, just because just go, what's the deal with whatever? Um,
1: Wasn't Seinfeld racist? I I thought we canceled him. Is he racist? Or was it Kramer? It was Kramer. (laughs) Kramer Never mind.
0: I mean, I assume they're all a little racist, but like Kramer was the (laughs) one who was overtly racist.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, So we, we open on... What once was Shelly's cabin out in the woods, which, again, we've established is where uh, Joe was shot by Reed's dad and where Michael and Sydney went on their honeymoon where he was going to kill her. Uh, they have-
1: And now another attempted murder.
0: Oh, my God, that's right. Except I uh-huh. will give the show credit. This week, they did change the exterior shot to what I believe was not the mountain cabin. It looked more like a, like an apartment building, maybe like a house converted to an apartment building mm-hmm. that may plausibly exist in Los Angeles, unlike okay, the mountain okay. cabin. Anyway, uh, Shelly's serving Jake a big hearty breakfast. Cause you know what he likes and he's mm-hmm. trying to casually go, what's the deal with the laptop? And I was like, "Oh, dude!" Were- because
1: he's suspicious. Matt made him suspicious.
0: I was impressed; they remembered this plot point. I thought they would have forgotten. <laughs>
1: um, he's like, "Remember when we went like three weeks with Shelly Forgotten?"
0: Yeah, those were great weeks.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Anyway, um, he's like, "Oh, yeah. What's what's the password?" And she's like, "Oh, I swore I told you already." He's like, "Nah," and she says, "It's bar tabs," which I'm like, "That's a terrible password."
1: That's a good password.
0: No, you got to add characters and numbers and weird symbols. Not in the 90s. Mm, I guess. Anyway, she is immediately suspicious of him. She's like, are you asking because you want to know or because you don't trust me? And he's like, I just want to be more hands on. And she says, great. I've been trying to teach you that shit for weeks. So yeah, fair point to Shelly. Uh mm-hmm. Cut to shooters later. Matt is working. He's wearing his shooter's shirt and he looks cute in it. He asks Jake if he ever got the computer password. And Jake's like, it's bar tabs. And I'm like, you should stop telling everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess Matt, so it's probably okay. And he's like, oh, it was just an oversight that she didn't tell me. She's totally not a thief. There's no reason to be paranoid. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shelly mm-hmm. walks up then and she's like, oh, I'm going to work on the laptop for a while. And after she leaves, Matt's like, you maybe want to check into that? Like, Maybe send her on an errand and I can go log in and check things out. And Jake's like, no. <laughs> 'Cause he's dumb. Um, later, Shelly is feeding Jake French fries at the bar. When she walks away, Matt brings it up again. He's like, Hey, bro, I logged into the computer this afternoon when she went to the bank. And Jake's like, naughty boy, don't do that. But Matt's like, mm-hmm. Yo, the corporate checking account balance is below a thousand and I know we cleared three thousand yesterday. He says, You should go to the bank and double check. And Jake's like, Well, I will, but just to prove you wrong. And if you bring this up again, you're fired. <laughs> Okay, like, what, if you're Jake here, like, what motivation would Matt have for lying or making this up? Like, he has nothing to gain out of this. He's not trying to get Shelly's job or anything. But whatever. Okay, later, back at Shooters, Jake has got a big pile of money he's counting. And of course, Shelly walks up like, oh, I'm going to the bank, I can deposit that. And he says, no, no, I'm gonna go. I'll be back soon. She says, don't stand in the regular line. Go to the merchant window. he's like, yeah, I know. I've been to the bank before. <laughs> she, meanwhile, after he goes, runs to the back room in a panic and goes to the computer mm-hmm. and transfers $3,000 from her savings account to Jake's. Now, I have questions. Mm-hmm. like Because I live in the year 2023. Okay. And this was, what, yes, 1995-ish, 96?
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I just, listen, I'm going to let you finish. But... You live in the year twenty twenty three, but in a in an area that is technologically still twenty eighteen. Fair enough. Okay.
0: All right. If I went right now and transferred yeah. money, on we have my bank has a website. We can go on there and mm-hmm. do these things. First of all, usually it shows up the next business day, unless it's like early enough in the morning, right? Like you got to. Like, it's almost always not instant. It's almost always, like, there's a delay because, like, the shit has to get done at the bank. So, like, I find it very hard to believe that in whatever year this was that it would have been instant, okay? Second, how many banks had websites even at this point in, like, 1996? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. not mine, but that's not a good example. Also, since they're clearly... They must be banking at the same bank, I think, wouldn't he be able to look and mm-hmm. see where that money came from? Couldn't he just ask and say, oh, that's weird. That money just got transferred. Where did it come from? Because there would have to be some kind of name on it or a bank or something. Like it's, money doesn't just show up in your account without any notation. Well,
1: know. yeah, they, 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 that, that's how he busted her.
0: But Well, kind of. Kind of.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: All right, so anyway, she gets the money in, and we cut to Jake at the bank. He's making a deposit. He asks the teller for the balance. She says almost $4,000. And for a second, he looks for and he goes, well, hey, can I ask what it was earlier today? And she says, yeah, I can estimate it was under thousand.
1: Yeah, that was bullshit. That's the one that I can estimate. No, you can't. What do you mean you can estimate? You just look at the history and be like, oh, that balance minus the $3,000 that just came in. Like, why a lot do you mean math. estimate?
0: It's a lot of math. Uh, And she's like, oh, yeah, and this $3,000 transfer happened today, too. And Jake looks flustered, although he doesn't ask any Mm -hmm. questions, but I guess he's already kind of figured it out. So Shelly gets home later to her non-mountain cabin and Jake is there. He let himself in. Uh, She's like, oh, where were you all afternoon? You must have been on one heck of an errand. And he says, speaking of running, when were you going to tell me about the trip you're planning? The one way ticket to the Virgin Islands. (laughs) He's like, oh, no, there's a ticket for you here too, right? Why don't you believe that? I was gonna surprise you and he's like, oh you surprised me. You surprised me with how good you were with embezzlement. Mm-hmm. F- what he's talking about. He's like, stop lying. it's over. She was gonna sit town with his money. And she's like, oh, it really hurts that you're accusing me of that. You think I'm just like Jess or is it just your guilt of killing him that makes you so paranoid? He's like,
1: mm-hmm. she, she went for it.
0: She sure did. He says, Girl, I checked at the bank and I know what you did. So she's like, I transfer funds all the time to earn a higher interest rate. I can show you. He grabs the computer bag away and he says, This has all the evidence I need. She grabs a knife off the counter and says, She'll kill him if he moves. He puts down the bag and she takes the bag.
1: He's like, Yeah, this just went so fast. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like
0: um, he says. You're not going to get away with this. She says, I will. I made sure of it. I'm like, "Eh, I don't think she's that smart. She goes for the door. He lunges to stop her and she cuts his arm with the knife and then slices at his abdomen and gets a few more little gashes and I think, but he turns her around and gets her from behind and he pushes her into the door while she starts screaming and she drops the knife. She's like, you're screwed. He said, it's not my ass going to jail. He picks up the phone and calls 901 to say, I've got a woman here who just tried to kill me. May I make a prediction? Yes. Tell me. I think a possible next step will happen here is the police will come and they're going to think he has committed domestic violence against her because she's screaming.
1: Yes, a year of that is correct. Now, his knife wound should make that trickier.
0: I would think. And plus, he can like then show the evidence of the banking shit once they take them all down to the station. Like, mm-hmm. so anyway, we'll see. But anyway, this is a trash-a-rama. I enjoyed it very much because I don't like Shelly and I want her to go away. And I feel like we're getting closer to that.
1: I also I agree that we are about to see Shelly go away, right? Like this just escalated so hard so fast. It's gotta wrap up soon. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but here's the thing about why this might not be trash. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, go for it. Can, can, Consider, if you will, the dilemma of the American male in the mid-90s.
0: But so many dilemmas for them. Just fraught with dilemmas.
1: They, were, they didn't realize it yet, but they were about to lose their station in life. Because... What a shame. We were mo- moving so rapidly, so hard, so fast in technology that being able to work with your hands wasn't good enough anymore. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so what we needed was people who could take their skills to the computer, but it left people who didn't know the password behind. They left them behind. Bar tabs. And so they get mad, they get angry, they lash out. They get suspicious, unnecessarily so. And so that's why I think really what Jake was channeling was more than anything, more than anything, what, what Jake Hansen was channeling was after the signing of NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement. Oh boy. And the death of manufacturing jobs, the dearth of opportunities for people who were willing to roll up their sleeves and work hard you know, this is, this is where we land.
0: And now here we are, and nobody wants to work anymore.
1: Nope, nobody wants to work anymore. <laughs> well, I will say this. You make a good point. I tried my best with a counter argument, but I was grasping.
0: Kind of like Shelly grasping for that knife.
1: Mm, sweet Shelly. All right, all right. Let me move on.
0: I keep wanting to call her Shelby. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah, I can see that. She
0: feels like a Shelby.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, All right. What do you got next? Quotes. You're thinking about her, aren't you? Oh, boy. So this is, okay, this is about Brooke. So here's what had happened. Uh, um, Allison comes into work. And chooses that to be the moment she gives her key to Amanda Woodward, which I suppose makes sense. She's not at rose Place anymore. So she turns in her key to Amanda and says, I won't be needing this. And Amanda, complain- Amanda Woodward complains about, oh, now how am I going to replace this rent money? Because it's the middle of the month. And Allison says, keep my security deposit. And Amanda says, yeah, okay, good. Well, we're we're all good here.
0: Like, on top of that, she already got rent for that month. Like she could easily go rent it out by the next first of the month. Like, she's not out anybody, as far as I can tell.
1: I think you're right, but you know what? Here we are. So <laughs> anyway, this all just needed to happen so that Brooke could overhear it. And Brooke excitedly says to Billy, Did you hear that? That means there's now a two-bedroom apartment.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Were are they out of two bedroom apartments in L.A.? Well, there's only
0: a handful in Melrose Place itself. So
1: yes, that's correct. Is this the only place they can live?
0: Well, if they want to stay on the show,
1: <laughs> I—that's true. Okay. Um, anyway, so Brooke back and forth ends up talking Billy into. Moving back to his apartment with Alice, his uh, Allison apartment.
0: Can I interject for a moment, please? That's do not to yes. your, your your point at all. I found it odd that one of Billy's arguments was that they can't afford this apartment. Okay, yeah, it's probably more because it's two bedrooms. I get that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. if Allison could afford it on her own, you're telling me Billy and Brooke can't afford it together as a couple when they both like he's a VP. And she's like a VP. They have higher titles than Allison did. And they can't afford this apartment? That didn't make any sense.
1: Uh, no, it doesn't make any sense. You're right. You're right. And the, And <laughs> Yeah, she's the vice president. Because she blackmailed her goddamn way in. <laughs> what is going on? It didn't make any sense. But please care. I gotta, I gotta call shenanigans. You're right. I missed that. Well, <laughs> the part that I found wild is... Billy surprised did this, did this and surprised Brooke, which is not how you treat a lady. But whatever, uh, surprised Brooke and took her into the apartment with her, his hand over her eyes and kind of walking her in. And then you know the big reveal, like, look, it's our new apartment, right?
0: Which, listen, again, I'm trying to interject. It doesn't seem like that would have been a hard surprise to figure out, especially if they walked down from the other apartment, because like, they only went so far, and they went on a flight.
1: That's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> what could this, what what else could it be?
0: <laughs> right? Unless they went to the laundry room or something downstairs, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so they go in, uh, Brooke's getting all excited about all the space, and if the bedroom's big enough, the blah, blah. Now, here's the question. Is Billy going to move in with his wife? <laughs> Is he going to move into the bedroom that he slept with Allison in all the time? Probably. Or that he slept with Don, the comedian? Oh, good old. Who coughed up coronas.
0: Making those corona jokes. <laughs>
1: and who was the taxi lady? What was her name?
0: Mm, oh, God. What was her name?
1: Whatever. Like he Ricky slept with her. Or something? Oh, say that again. Ricky
0: or something. It was like one of those 90s names.
1: It was a 90s name. Um. let's call her ricky All right. uh but she was the one that borrowed Allison's deodorant
0: <laughs> that was a, that was not okay everybody <laughs> <was> not okay
1: <laughs> <sighs> anyway <clears throat> billy looks at a point it, i it just looked to be a spot on the wall where there was a nail hole i think
0: that was his version of acting <laughs>
1: OK, <laughs> well, no, because they zoomed into the wall and Brooke comes out, sees that Billy has the look about his face that says either I'm sad, I'm furious, I'm deep in thought or I'm standing here. What
0: I think was they co- he was trying to act. And I feel like the show covered for him by zooming in on the wall. At something. <laughs>
1: I'll give- <laughs> Yeah, I'll say. OK, that, that that checks out. That really checks out. But anyway, she says, oh, my God, you're thinking about her, aren't you? And Billy lied and said, no, this place is waiting for new memories for our family. But here's the thing. Of course he's thinking about her. (laughs) This is their fucking apartment. What is wrong with you?
0: He literally just moved out. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. Also, this is not like... We've seen baby doubt fire here. Like this is not a child friendly complex. Like I get it. No. I don't know. I, I don't know that this would be the first place I'd move with a baby.
1: No, definitely not. <laughs> not not with the the bombing. The the ba- scares,
0: oh god. The,
1: the the people planting lily pads in the pool.
0: <laughs> There's it's just not a stable place for a child.
1: It's not the place to be. You're right, you're right. So, well, Mary, that's my argument. Because here's the thing. When I met the person who became my husband just after high school, we met at a dance out in the parking lot because we were smokers, right? Was
0: it a polka party?
1: It was not a polka party. Oh, my God. What's wrong with you? Uh,
0: That's that's where a lot of people meet in Wisconsin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... Was it a polka wave? Uh, anytime I went back to that place over the next twenty years, like that that physical place, it just like it would be a flashback. It takes you there. There's How often a lot you
0: of... hanging out in a parking lot.
1: <laughs> it, listen, not often. And maybe that's maybe that's why it still had its power, right? If it was something you went to all the time. But mm. the point is, there is, I think, like th- a memory in the walls, like there's a, there's something about being back in a physical location that washes over you, and that's what was happening with Billy, even though it was Andrew shoe trying to portray it poorly.
0: <laughs> you know what? One vote in the fi- in Brooks' favor of in this apartment. It has just been rebuilt after the bombing, so like <laughs> actually, those walls probably don't hold a lot of his memories because
1: they're new. <laughs> true, true. However, like, the counterpoint, counterpoint uh it is now demonstrated that this is a very this particular apartment is susceptible to bombs being planted <laughs> right? yeah
0: the old apartment was much safer yeah this
1: yeah, is that's really true.
0: unsafe for the baby in this apartment
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah see that's how it is that's how it is so wow well mary i i've just been working through so much
0: it seems like you much like billy are having a lot of feelings about this episode
1: I'm having so many feelings and I just I really need to take a take a moment to to tone it down.
0: See, I think instead I should be like your Dr. Peter Burns and be like, "Why don't you just talk more about your feelings, not just when you feel like it?"
1: You can't just choose when you talk, bitch.
0: <laughs> you talk when I tell you to talk.
1: <laughs> That's how relationships work, whore.
0: Also, when did Peter Burns get like a master's degree in psychology and start treating I think people he like
1: t- that? I think he took maths. <laughs>
0: He found it in the bombing. it blew out of Matt's apartment. Peter just picked it up. It isn't mine now.
1: <laughs> he pushed <laughs> it out of the pool with Kimberly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this week's episode of the Melrose Placecast is generously supported by the following sponsor. Hey, Shooters fans. Pew, pew. Have you found yourself having a hankering for jalapeno poppers, but you don't want to go to the trouble of getting dressed up in your best denim and coming on down to the bar? Well, has Jake Hansen ever got great news for you? Shooters is now offering online ordering and free delivery. Pew, pew,
1: pew. What?
0: Shooters? It have moved into the early 2000s. With the recent addition of Matt and his Geo Tracker to the shooter staff, they can now offer free delivery. Uh, Someone should tell Matt. Uh, also, yeah. setting up your online account is as easy as Kimberly in the booth at KChat 101.2. <laughs> Just go to shooters.shoot and click on the animated GIF that looks like that funky neon pool game on the wall to create your profile. If you're having trouble coming up with a password, Jake suggests bar tabs. It's the one he uses for everything. In fact, he likes using that so much. If you enter promo code bar tabs when you make your first order, you'll get one free can of Fresca.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Jake may have accidentally ordered 50 extra cases of Fresca this month. <laughs> Whoops. Also, Jake asked us to add this additional note. Could whoever accidentally took 3,000 out of the bar's corporate account, please put it back when they get a second? Just log into their banking account at Melrose Bank with username Shooters and password bar tabs, okay? And if you stop by the bar and let Jake know the money back, he'll give you a free Shooters t-shirt and one free jalapeno popper. Shooters, it's the only place to be. Literally, they go nowhere else.
1: Um. I am not sure I'm ready to trust an online ordering system where everybody is using the same account and password. No,
0: you're creating your own account. Just use that. If you can't think of a password, you could use bar tabs.
1: <laughs> okay, and if I need to, if I if I happen to be the one that needs to put three thousand dollars back, just just for reference, can you remind me what the bank account password is? Oh
0: sure, yeah. You're gonna go to the Melrose Bank website. Your username, uh-huh. is Shooters. Uh-huh. The password is bar
1: tabs. Hmm. <laughs> bar tabs. Uh, all caps, lowercase. What do we do? Um. With?
0: All lowercase, no space.
1: Okay. Uh, we're you just you're aware we're publishing this on the internet?
0: Yeah. Well, Jake just he just like some to put the money back. That's all. He thought this was the best way to get the word out.
1: <laughs> well, though the word is out now, if Can I, what if I just, okay, so I want to order some poppers, right? And for like $8.74, that'll cover me for a a side of vegan poppers, jalapeno poppers, right?
0: I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know for sure. I'd have to do some calculations, but that sounds about right.
1: I can wait for the calculations. Okay, here, let me, Okay,
0: clicking on my calculator. Maths. Yeah, that'd be exactly right. You got exactly the right amount.
1: So... Can I can I just go right into the bank account and put the money just right in for you? Can we just do that?
0: I don't see why. I mean, that does seem like it would cut out the middleman and save a lot
1: of... Yeah. Yeah, then you don't even have to stand in the merchant line.
0: Maybe what you should do when you create your shooter's profile is just link your, your card payment right to the shooter's account
1: mm, and just mm. that money
0: straight in there.
1: That is the way. That is the way. Yeah. Wow, that's such a great idea. Mary, you know... I just, I love that you always find the best sponsors that just are so helpful. What is the delivery radius? Oh,
0: the delivery radius is uh, approximately five blocks. From shooters? Yeah.
1: How many? Well, that's not very large.
0: Matt's car is getting kind of old.
1: So how many of our listeners can... This doesn't, I mean, they're not delivered
0: to where we live unless you get it. If you're looking for food here, you're going to have to join Rhonda's Culinary Funk.
1: Okay. Right now. Now now I get it.
0: I mean, this, you can't, this is not shooters, you know, global yet. I mean, they're going to have to make some money first to expand their. I see. So you could go put money in their account now to help them build toward that dream
1: go to that's what i think yeah
0: username shooters password bar tabs and put some money in there for them
1: you know there's nothing you you know this about me mary mm-hmm. there's nothing i like more than helping businesses and corporations
0: i know how much you love so many corporations like you tell me about mm-hmm. it all the time you send me postcards mm-hmm. from their establishments mm-hmm. so i knew that this would appeal to your heart you're very, you're much like a vegan jalapeno popper.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, listen, I'm fired up. I'm ready. Yeah. Um, is there just a, just a, one last question? Okay. Say I want to go to the bank to kind of to put the money in. Of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is there any? reason not to just walk in with the password bar tabs and just do what i need to do
0: i mean i don't think you you, But that's the whole beauty of the melrose brink website is you don't have to go to one of their branches you can just go to the website okay but i guess if you are gonna go if i could give you one tip go to the merchant window
1: do you know it didn't make sense why the fuck did they have why did they have that little call out about a merchant window that doesn't make any sense at all
0: I i don't know what that was about Were
1: they that was a weird little like hey 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 dummy. Just look at this.
0: You're been to the bank, dummy? Here's how the bank works. Like, <laughs> he's owned several failed businesses. I'm sure he knows how to get to the bank.
1: <laughs> I fully expect yeah, he wore a suit to go to one. I fully expected that the the teller at the merchant window was in on the gig.
0: Oh, that would have made more sense.
1: Yeah. But no, it was just nope, just stand in line. Thanks.
0: Well, it's good we didn't besmirch your good name,
1: whatever it was, we don't know. It wasn't in the credits. And we are back for the second half of season four, episode 12 of the Melrose Place cast. We are discussing Kimberly does LA. Oh my gosh. I'm Tej. I'm Mary. And we're having so much fun. Mary, you're up first. I would like
0: to talk about the titular character. (laughs) My next segment called, I guess she just doesn't appreciate monogamy.
1: (laughs) She doesn't love the institution of marriage like I do.
0: No, no, she's gotten burned.
1: Mm. She's singed. Uh She singed others.
0: (laughs) Well played. All right. Kimberly is hosting her radio show on KChat 101.2. Tonight's topic is knowing when it's all right with your mate and when it's all wrong. See, I should have a radio show, don't you think? I guess this is kind of like Hmm. Vic from North Hollywood calls in for the third night in a row and he followed Kimberly's advice and told his girlfriend that he cherishes her, but it backfired and ruined everything. Kimberly's like, tell me what happened. And she starts like undoing her top.
1: (laughs) Oddly, right?
0: It was a little odd. And then we cut over to the producer in the booth and it's like, oh, okay. That's who she's doing this for. Cause I was like, all right. (laughs) Anyway, he is uh, giving her the eyeball uh Vic on the phone says my girlfriend says she wants to see other people and Kimberly replies I guess she just doesn't appreciate monogamy the producer is licking his lips to which I wrote ugh uh the caller is like my girlfriend is addicted to the thrill of seduction being with somebody new all the time and Kimberly says maybe she just enjoys sex Kimberly says Vic is their last caller cuz time is up she closes the show by saying remember When you want to reach someone, usually all you have to do is
1: touch them. (laughs) This is a lot. (laughs) It's true. It's true. You know, factually accurate.
0: Factually accurate. That's fair. The producer runs in panting, literally panting to tell her it was a great app. Kimberly's sitting there with her bra out, letting the titties sit right out there. And she's like, yeah, it was fun. And he's like, do you want to go out for a drink? And she's like, I'll tell you what, let's just skip that part. And she drops her shirt to the floor and she says, mm-hmm. I bet you think I'm mm-hmm. some kind of depraved and lonely woman coming on to you the way I am. And I'm like, he says, no, but he clearly does. And she's like, you'd be half right if you did. I'm all alone in the world. He says, not tonight. And she says, oh, you care about me? He says, yeah. And she says, but well, that's okay. I'm all for pretending. And she throws him down on the desk and starts undoing his shirt. Title IX violation. Anyway. <laughs> shooters later kimberly is there uh, with her She just never boobs all the way out but they're out uh, jake sees her and says hi and she's like is it okay that i hang out here and he says i make it my business to mind my own business who am i to judge uh she's making eyeballs at a guy down the bar and she's like hey this stool next to me happens to be three and he slides over and they small talk and she's like i help people with their problems including sex and she's like oh gotta go foreshadowing <laughs> Uh, Kimberly is on the radio again. It's a slow night. The topic is truth, and who decides it? Vic calls in again and says, maybe nobody's listening because you give such rotten advice. Kimberly's like, who is this? And he's like, it's me, Vic. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> so, uh, we cut on the screen, and Vic is the guy she was just talking to at the bar. Ba-ba-ba! She asked if he's still having girlfriend trouble and he's like she humiliated me she said she never loved me she was using me and all my friends knew it and kimberly's like i believe my advice was for you to connect with someone else and he's like what like she's connecting with every guy in town he thinks her whole connecting theory is just an excuse for women to screw around kimberly thinks he's being a little extreme and Vic's like deep down i think all women are whores especially you kimberly including you she hangs up on him and she's like, let's hear from somebody else. Somebody less psychotic. She answers a line and it's Vic calling back. He thinks she's a disgusting, dirty slut. She's like, Vic, don't call back. I'm serious. <laughs> she cuts the commercial and takes her headphones off. It looks flustered. Another line slashing and she picks it up again. And it's Vic, of course, again. I'm like, just stop answering the phone. Later, back at Shooters, Kimberly spots Vic playing pool. And again, she doesn't know Vic is Vic per se. He's like, we meet again. And she says, this time things will go differently. And he says, how? And she says, take me to your place and find out. Off they go. Um, Weirdly, he takes her up the back stairs to his apartment, which should be a red flag, but it isn't for Kimberly. Um, She's like, those back stairs are giving me the creeps. And he's like, are you scared? She's, I'm fearless. She says, it's really quiet in here, (laughs) which is also kind of weird. He's like, oh, I like Mm -hmm. it this way. She says she doesn't. She shoves him down to the bed and says, I like it loud. And they start doing it later. She does like it loud. She she likes loud that. She likes bombings. She likes whatever she can get loud. Later, Mm -hmm. Kimberly wakes up after doing the nasty to find Vic has tied her to the bed. She's into it. And he's like, hey, sleepyhead. Or should I say sleepy slut? And he shoves a gag (sighs) in her mouth, which is not okay. He says, I mean, what else would you call someone who sleeps with a man and doesn't even ask his name? Which for- Gay. Oh, boy. <laughs> Which forces me to introduce myself. My name is Victor. My friends call me Vic from North Hollywood. And Kimberly is clearly shocked. ba ba hmm. um, This is a lot. Um, I don't have a problem with Kimberly doing L.A. if that's what she wants to do. But... I don't like that they immediately made the story like, let her have some fun. Let her do L.A. Let her have consensual good times with all of Los Angeles. I don't care. But I don't like that they're slut-shaming her. This is very of the 90s. It's very of the time. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of guys other than Vic. I mean, Kimberly's hot. She could land whoever she wants within as long as they're into
1: a little bit crazy people, you know. Well, that's the thing. Like, what was it about that particular guy that, like, he walked away? He wasn't interested. She could, she could have moved on to the next bar stool and been just fine. She would have found someone new. There's a lot of
0: bar stools and a lot of guys sitting on them at shooters.
1: There's so many guys, so many bar stools. So many. just, just waiting for the ladies to 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 have a seat.
0: Just sit right down. Proposition someone. It's fun.
1: Say, take me back to your place right now and let's see what happens.
0: I would ask, I mean, if, if it were me, I'd be like, could we go through a drive-thru first and get something to eat? Because I'm hungry.
1: <laughs> I would like some potato
0: olays, please.
1: Oh my God. I'm a Mary. lady.
0: I'm a slut for potato olay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> potato olay, <haw! laughs>
0: that's what they call me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I mean I I didn't know you knew that we called you that, but
0: I'm yeah. very empowered. Mary good, does taco jobs. <laughs> now
1: here's the thing that if I were to try and make a high art argument of the storyline, which I pointedly did not
0: <laughs> wise, very wise.
1: But if I were, I might suggest that it is the slut shaming that is artistic in nature.
0: I don't know. I think you I think that would have been a stretch and like you've been running a lot. I don't want you to pull any muscles you need.
1: <laughs> it, it's listen, she slept with three people? Is that let's get the count on that. Is it three?
0: So wait, so we got the we got the producer at the radio show.
1: Yep, we got pool boy.
0: Oh pool boy I forgot about pool what was his well what did his shirt say? It was funny. I do pools.
1: I do pools. I do pools.
0: And then okay, Vic from North Hollywood. Was there one more? I I think that that was it.
1: Yeah. Well, she had Henry inside of her.
0: I don't know if that was consensual.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Again, I'm fine. Kimberly, go ahead and do LA. Have a great time. I just don't like that we've immediately landed on. Let's tie her to the bed and slut Chamber.
1: What do you know? What might be happening is they might, you know, the the writers finished Model's Inc. with a character in Hooker Hell.
0: <laughs> Hooker Hell. I forgot about that.
1: You're in hell, baby. <laughs> Hooker <or> Hell. <laughs> and they never got to finish that storyline. So maybe this is just their way to finish it.
0: Mm.
1: They're just gonna. They're gonna have Kimberly live it.
0: Oh, boy. Well, I hope she gets out of hooker hell soon.
1: She's not in a good spot, that's for sure. Things aren't looking good for sweet Kimmy. She's
0: in a bit of a pickle.
1: And who's going to rescue her?
0: I don't know. Michael's pretty busy. It'd be Sydney. Sydney Sydney comes to the rescue once in a while for people.
1: Mm, Well, we'll have to see. We'll just have to see. All right. Mary... I would like to talk about Jane Mancini, which is a phrase I never thought I would utter when we began this show. You're
0: the first person who's probably ever said that.
1: <laughs> Me and Michael. Okay. <laughs> this is this is art. This is this is classic female feminine, feminine guys, like G-U-I-S-E. Okay. Feminine guiles or whatever. Guile, that's what you're words. looking
0: for. Guile.
1: Feminine guile, yeah, 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 guile like the Street Fighter character. Okay, <laughs> so Jane's in the office and she sees Joe and Richard close together. She gets jealous. She immediately calls Michael and invites him over. Okay. He has to lie to Sydney about being in surgery, which Sydney manages his schedule. But whatever.
0: May I interject one small point? He yeah. He asks why Jane called, and Michael says he got a piece of alumni mail at the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> <made> me- yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah um and yeah and that jane would call about it and not know what to do with it by this point is crazy but <laughs> whatever whatever that okay
0: back to your alumni office with an address update yeah they'll process so, it I
1: jane invites michael over he lies to sydney sends flowers and both kimberly and peter plant the seed of doubt in sydney's mind that if michael's sending you flowers it means he's cheating
0: that was uh, may i say beautifully done kudos to the writers for how they framed that scene wonderful wonderful very funny mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. They, they nailed it they nailed it and then okay uh so fine michael's over at Jane's. Jane's being very flirtatious she clearly hates this but she's doing it and she tells michael they say when you're lonely you find comfort in the past mm. which is true right the future moves backwards sometimes yeah and i think after going through a harsh separation, which I think we can call Jane and Michael had a harsh separation,
0: she dumped spaghetti sauce on him at the girl. Oh, yeah. Hey, I shop here.
1: <laughs> I like the fish.
0: <laughs> uh, I wonder if I remember that scene as well as we do. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, email us if you remember that scene the way we do. MelrosePlaceCast <laughs> at gmail.com. Anyway, then a harsh divorce, but a harsh separation that compounded by the fact that he married his her little sister.
0: Yeah, yeah, that didn't help. Yeah.
1: After she admitted to watching him finger her older sister, <laughs> and that that was her first orgasmic experience as well. That
0: episode where they kept talking about fingers was very uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> oh, I, it got a hand from me. Anyway... Uh even after a harsh separation, right? And this goes back to the theme that they've been weaving throughout this whole episode. Those old feelings don't go away, they still linger. They're always there, they're always a part of you, and they can be called upon when needed, either to rekindle and marry your high school boyfriend, or <laughs> as is the case for Janie, who you know, as Michael said, it's feast or famine with you, Janie. when she just needed, she needed Michael to sleep over because she needed Michael to stumble out of the apartment in the morning in front of Joe and Richard. Mm -hmm. But Michael clearly was getting itchy to like, he was was either going to be like, listen, I'm either going to hit it or I'm going to hit it, if you know what I mean. (laughs) And so Jane said, can you spend the night but sleep out here? And he wasn't going to go for it. And so she had to say, you never know, I might wake up and get lonely. (laughs) Which... Man, did, does that work? Did, I mean, that, that move works. I, I don't doubt for a second that was an effective move.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Oh. Yeah. A- anyway, so she, Jane's, Michael's leaving. Jane's watching out the blind. She sees Joe and Richard leaving, and she wakes Michael up and hurriedly shoves him out. says, you got to go now. <laughs> and she got what she wanted. Richard saw that Michael left, stumbled out of Jane's apartment. Michael let them think what they were going to think. And now now the jealousy ensues.
0: I did like, there's a little moment between Richard and Joe and that, like, after they see Michael leave. And Joe's like, did that, does that bother you? And he goes, no, like a man who's clearly bothered. And she goes, I think you'd like to think that it doesn't bother you, but it bothers mm-hmm. you a little bit. And he goes, yeah, a little.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: this, I, I'm going to let you have this one, even though this is trash. Um, this is like, this is, this is, it's, it's insane. It's insane that this is Jane's plan to make him jealous. I, I, as, as I believe he even says, like, I had no idea she was self-destructive, like <laughs> insane, but it is fun to watch. So I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let you have it. Cause I believe there is some truth to that whole going back to the past to comfort yourself and blah, blah, blah. The, fair enough,
1: fair okay. enough.
0: Okay. Also, that seems well, good. Like she was making Richard pin up her dress and she was talking about how the neckline needed to be more open. I'm like, it's a spaghetti strap slip. Like, there is no neckline. It's just like a slip. Like, what are you talking
1: yeah, about? Yeah, that seemed weird.
0: And then she slipped her bra off. I'm like, Jane, like, cool it. You don't even like this guy. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, so weird.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, I didn't didn't know bras came off like that. I think she... But, of course, I wouldn't.
0: Yeah, I guess guess that's a fair point. You know what? (laughs) You know a lot of things, but you might not know a lot about those. Um, I think it was one of those, like... It was clearly one of those strapless ones. And so maybe it had, like, an ejector button on the back. I don't know. It came off real Mm. fast. Well, speaking of real fast, let's go on a second honeymoon
1: right now! Right now, what is going on here?
0: Fucking crazy. So, as you mentioned, Allison has moved out of Meryl's place. She has moved in with Daddy, which is what I will call him forever. Um, she gets home from work, and there are people coming out the front door that she's never seen before. And they're like, "Oh, we just love the house." And Allison, rather maturely, I thought for Allison, she's grown. She takes Daddy aside. She's like, "Can we talk for a second? Who are these people, and why should I care if they love the house?" daddy's like oh they're gonna buy it allison is like what the fuck he says we deserve to create a home of our own you know let's start someplace new he starts to just walk away from her like that was enough of an explanation she stops and she's like i'm not a child like i'm your wife Mm -hmm, you have to talk to me about this and he's like i just told you and she's like what's going on like is something wrong with your business and he's like oh don't you trust my judgment stop asking me every move i make this is my house if i want to sell it burn it down or paint it pink it's my choice do you understand me and she nods because like she's not going to start a big fight i guess in front of the supposed buyers of the house and he makes her sign a quick clean deed right there and she's like okay all right because i guess she's not that attached to this shit anyway because she just moved in um later in the, it's the middle of the night, it seems like, and Allison's asleep and she wakes up because daddy's on the phone in the bedroom. Bear in mind, they live in a mansion. They could be on the phone anywhere. And he's like, I can't do no. that. And it's all this suspicious dialogue. Um, she wakes up and turns the light on. He's like, oh, I got to go. And he hangs up. He's like, oh, it's great that you're awake. I have a surprise for you. Remember when we got into that scuffle about the house? I realized I was really tough on you. I want to make up for it. We're going on a second honeymoon. We need to pack right now. Alice is like, yo, it's the middle of the night. His daddy says, we're going to leave on the yacht and we're going to cruise all night so we get to our destination by morning. And she's like, where are we going? And he's like, uh, that's the next surprise. (laughs) Just crazy. Mm -hmm. She's like, I don't understand what's going on. He's like, don't you worry about it. You just start packing. And so he's running around. He starts packing and like... (laughs) Courtney Thirdsmith smith does a great job, much like when she plays drunk, of waking up sleepy and confused. And she's just like, mm-hmm. her eyes are all big and she's bewildered. Like, what the hell is going on? She acted the shit out of it. So two thumbs up. Um, that's really all we get of this, this episode. But clearly there are financial troubles based off of last episode and him spontaneously going to buy her a hotel and then changing his mind and everything else. Um, my prediction, again, I'm going to make a prediction. I okay. don't think now... Disclosure: I believe we watched. We may have gotten like one or two more episodes into season four. I don't, but we're very close to the end of anything I've ever mm-hmm. seen of this show. So I don't know. I'm making a guess. Allison and Daddy are going to wind up moving into Billion Brooks' old apartment of Melrose Place. That's my guess.
1: <laughs> that can't be what happens. Oh my goodness!
0: I mean, they got to. They only need one bedroom. I mean,
1: that's true. <laughs> I I. I'm not. I'm, I don't remember. I don't know. I don't I, I love the idea. I I love where I love where your writing is headed. <laughs> reboot. Get ready for the reboot. Yeah. Um,
0: well, this is just like—is this the trashiest thing in the world? No, but it's just goofy. This is a goofy, weird little storyline that I I don't know where it's going exactly, but um, I don't know. It's a little. It's like a little mystery. It's a little silly mystery. What's Brooke gonna do if she finds her daddy selling the house? Yeah, that
1: hasn't come up at all. Yeah, that'll be a problem. That's gonna be a
0: problem.
1: Oh, well, Mary, is there anything else you would like to highlight that we didn't get to discuss?
0: Um again, I wanna give props to that scene. Uh, where Sydney gets the flowers and first Kimberly's like, if Michael gets you flowers, he's cheating on you. And then Peter repeats Mm -hmm. it like five minutes later. That was really well done. And the only other thing we need to talk about, there is the moment where Amanda and Peter are waiting for the tow truck at his house. Mm -hmm. And they're chatting. And he's like, it's kind of a weird coincidence that you did this right in front of my house. And she's like, oh, I was out on an errand. And I uh, I got a new car. I wanted to see how it would drive in the hills. And you just happened to live in the hills. I just happened to be on the street. And Peter's like, how did you wind up cross hitting a, mic a parked, parked motorcycle in the process? And she's like, oh, I saw a dog. And and then she starts laughing. And she's like, it was a poodle.
1: It was uh, a little poodle. And
0: she is like, the jig is up and she knows it. And like, it was adorable because that looked like a very genuine, it was almost like when a Saturday Night Live person breaks and they start laughing. And I felt like in that moment, she was like actually just laughing at how silly it was. Like she was having a good time. And I enjoyed seeing it. <laughs>
1: Gotta give her credit.
0: Yeah, it was funny. It was a cute little scene. I'm glad they did that.
1: I think we covered everything that I had I had noted. We got all the storylines. I guess we I I will just say, you know, Vic Vic seems to have a problem with women. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. He said, Deep down, I think all women are whores, even you.
0: Yeah.
1: He said, I think you're a disgusting dirty slut.
0: Yep, yep.
1: And he said, or should I say sleepy slut? So I don't think this guy is, I don't think he has a feminist card to take away.
0: Do you think he has binders full of women?
1: (laughs) I think he might soon.
0: I think they're scary binders if he has any.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I think they're literally women in there. Oh God. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Well, what an episode. I I look forward to seeing if my predictions come true. Again, I Mm -hmm. predict Allison and Daddy will wind up living at Melrose Place. And what was my other one? Wait, I gotta look at my notes. Wait for it. Oh, God, where's my other? Oh, God, where'd it go? Oh, I predict that Jake will get somehow charged with domestic violence.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's going to happen for sure. (laughs)
0: We're not done with Shelby yet, which is what I'm going to call her from now on.
1: Well, Mary, I also think we're not done with this hot debate. I think we have to come back one more time at least.
0: Oh, I I didn't see this coming. I'm going to be honest.
1: This week's episode of the Melrose Place cast is kindly and generously sponsored by a disgusting, dirty slut. That's right. This week's episode of the Melrose Placecast is brought to you by a disgusting, dirty slut. A sleepy little slut.
0: <laughs> I'm going to start calling cat
1: that cat <laughs> Oh, yeah. As if, Mary, it wasn't enough that Kimberly does LA. All of Los Angeles, like, three men in a week. Who could imagine that quantity?
0: Oh, Outrageous.
1: In a whole week. Oh, my God. God. Good grief. Okay. This week, a disgusting, dirty slut, Kimberly, is here sponsoring this segment. Mary, I'm so opposed to this. I can't believe I have to read this. But she sponsored this segment just to tell us about the other cities she's done. (laughs) Well.
0: That is good advertising on her part.
1: This disgusting, dirty slut (laughs) just can't get enough of her tales and her foibles. It's not enough that she was just whoring all over America; she wants people to know it too.
0: Classic slut behavior.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Disgusting, dirty slut. Sleepy.
0: (laughs) Sidebar: This reminds me of when Donald Trump calls Joe Biden "Sleepy Joe." What's wrong with Joe Biden?
1: Joe Biden is sleeping all over this country too.
0: Oh boy. Town to town. As our next gentleman to gentleman. Sleepy leader.
1: Well, let me tell you Kimberly does LA, but Kimberly also did Fargo, North Dakota.
0: Whoa, that's off the beaten path.
1: That's right. Once Kimberly, that disgusting, dirty slut, got out of this tie hold. She began her journey in the charming and cold city of Fargo, North Dakota.
0: It is, you know, did you know that Fargo is the home of the Dilly Bar at Dairy Queen? It's where it was invented.
1: That's, you know what? That's, you know who knows that better than anyone? Who? Kimberly.
0: Oh!
1: Kimberly! (laughs) Well, she was in Fargo, North Dakota. She enjoyed a steamy winter picnic with a local gentleman trucker cuddling up to stay warm while they both together licked the same dilly bar.
0: A gentleman trucker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kimberly, during her time in Fargo, North Dakota, Kimberly, she savors hot dishes like tater tot hot dish and oh. hash brown hot dish and sliced potato hot dish.
0: Did she stop at Taco John's and get some potato las If she is, I am in I am going to Fargo
1: (laughs) all these hot dishes gave an extra touch of warmth to an already steamy evening in Fargo
0: (laughs) oh there's nowhere steamier
1: (laughs) Kimberly Kimberly continued her adventure with a visit to the quirky little town of Roswell New Mexico oh wow Known for its UFO legends.
0: The truth is out there and so are the
1: sluts. (laughs) She she explores what in Roswell the UFO museum slowly unbuttoning her blouse while sharing seductive glances both at a fellow believer gentleman and a and a caged alien trying to decide <laughs> which way to go the, the human gentleman or the alien with the long, slender fingertips.
0: My God, Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> Kimberly enjoys some alien themed cocktails at a local bar where conversations about otherworldly encounters heat up to otherworldly encounters right there on the bar. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, the disgusting, dirty slut Kimberly doesn't stop there.
0: Oh, my God. She keeps right on going.
1: Listen. Listen. As if it wasn't enough that she's betting gentlemen from North Hollywood. I'm sorry. That's where the gays live, Kimberly. You leave (laughs) us our men.
0: That's Matt's neighborhood, damn it.
1: Yes. Yes. That disgusting, dirty slut was working North Hollywood. (laughs) Or is it West Hollywood for the gentleman? Never mind. I
0: don't
1: know. (laughs) Well... (laughs) Kimberly, the next stop is the sultry Key West, Florida, where the air is thick with humidity and desire. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kimberly explores Hemingway's former home. <laughs> the one with all... Running... With all... This. She goes in with all the sluts.
0: Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> and slowly got a moment alone to gently caress her fingertips. Along Hemingway's own typewriter, feeling each <laughs> key ridge beneath her tips.
0: Oh, God.
1: In the evening, she attends a steamy salsa dance class, moving centrally to the rhythmic Latin, Latin beat.
0: <laughs> I, I don't like the word steamy has been used in this advertisement. <laughs> very nice. Oh,
1: she doesn't stop at Key West. No? Kimberly moves on. She delves into the enchanting and mystical atmosphere of Salem, Massachusetts.
0: Oh, that sounds like it could be trouble. They're known for their shaming.
1: Here or she, yeah, they, they deal with sluts differently in Salem.
0: <laughs> they don't mess around. In Salem.
1: Not not the way Kimberly wants to mess around. <laughs> Here in Salem, she visits a seductive psychic and her eyes lock with the fortune tellers as the tarot cards reveal all of her secrets and Kimberly wonders while slowly undoing her blouse. All right. What what that crystal ball do? Hmm. Kimberly indulges in aphrodisiacric aphrodisiacric acristic aphrodisiastic chocolates <laughs> at a local witchcraft inspired shop where she just can't help but familiarize herself with two newts at once. <laughs> oh my god. <gosh. laughs>
0: this is getting weird.
1: <laughs> Kimberly concludes her tour of America just gang banging all around this country. <laughs> with a stop in Sedona, Arizona. Well, back to the southwest. Where energy and seduction are palpable. She's barker
0: about it. I mean,
1: on this quote seductive hike with a charismatic charismatic guide. The two sharing sparks between them because it's a nude hike.
0: Look, I'm not shaming anyone, but I, they do have sunscreen, right? Because That seems like it could be bad. UV intensity sounds high. And Kimberly's a redhead.
1: <laughs> At a local spa, Kimberly and her guide indulge in a couple's massage, igniting a sensual and sexual connection between them and their massage therapist amidst the serene red rock formations out there in nature
0: just out walking those children in nature
1: Yeah we're calling them children now
0: <laughs> Well Kimberly is a child at heart isn't she she's just a child of the of the
1: universe Not the way we're talking about Kimberly this week no she's not a child she's an adult woman with the ability to consent
0: <laughs> she's a spiritual child
1: Now this tour of America Kimberly she did Kimberly doesn't just do LA Kimberly does Fargo, Kimberly does Roswell, Kimberly does Key West, Kimberly does Salem, Kimberly does Sedona, Kimberly does truckers, Kimberly does aliens, Kimberly does Hemingway's typewriter, Kimberly does witches, Kimberly does newts, Kimberly does massage therapist. and nude trail guides. And Kimberly bought this time on the Melrose Placecast to force me against my will oh. to tell you all about it.
0: Non consensual. Well,
1: I mean I did I did cash the check.
0: So. Mm, did you did you put it in Jake's account?
1: I did. I did.
0: <laughs> good, good. I'm sure it's safe there. Um hmm. I my only thing if I could offer advice to Kimberly if she's listening. Yeah. Uh huh. She should really make up t shirts that were dates. I would buy one. <laughs> I would buy several as gifts as well
1: for others. <laughs> oh my God, that's a great idea! Now I have to tell you, you did you did raise a concern about the sunscreen in sensitive areas.
0: Oh yes, 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 yes.
1: And my niece recently got married. I officiated her wedding.
0: Oh wow! And
1: two weeks before she got married, she went with her mother out kayaking on the river. Mm. And they got terrible sunscreen that their skin was blistering so bad. my uh, niece, her shoulders had pussy sunburn
0: and now if that doesn't say romance, I don't know what does.
1: so I had to you know because she, she's a millennial, so I can't call her. I had to text her and ask her about her pussy sunburn
0: Oh teach oh, you just
1: you just spell that one out.
0: You're just like Hemingway and all his cats.
1: How do you spell pussy?
0: I think we all get it now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I emailed my niece about... Whatever.
0: Well, you know... I'm sure that was a life lesson for both of you.
1: Now, here's the thing about our sponsor. A disgusting, dirty slut.
0: Sleepy! (laughs) A sleepy (laughs) slut! Let me tell you what. If somebody called me a sleepy slut, I'd be like, let's be married.
1: <laughs> guilty, listen, guilty is charged. I, listen, <laughs> you, you, Mary, you've heard my stories of my college years. So that's fine. And you've also seen me after 9 p.m. I don't last long. And I never did. No. No. So you put those two together. Yikes. We're dealing with a pussy sunburn before you can even realize it.
0: Oh, great job, Kimberly. Do in America. So, wait, seriously, how, how long does this show go on? How many episodes are there?
1: <laughs> wait, I told you this, right? So it goes to season seven of the original run, but then there's the, re- the reboot season.
0: So there's how many reboot seasons?
1: Just the one so far. So far. Okay. But there's also, but then Mary, there's the, the Amazon has the true story of Melrose Place movie that we should cover.
0: Oh God. How long? Yeah.
1: And, and no uh, uh, models Inc has to be covered too.
0: Wait, what the hell is models Inc?
1: It, it's a two season spinoff.
0: Of what? What do they <laughs> Of
1: Melrose Place from the lady from dynasty was on it. I think the lady from
0: dynasty. My God, this was like a whole industry.
1: And I do think nine hundred two one zero to get to understand where this show came from is probably worth exploring.
0: I, I don't know if I agree with that.
1: <laughs> and then when Allison left, she went to Allie McBeal.
0: Does it have anything to do with the content of Meryl's place?
1: I just feel like, how do you really want to be an expert in this or not?
0: I mean, I think you know the answer to that.
1: <laughs> okay, so we're in for all of it.
0: <laughs> oh God.